Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Crowley, and I'm a 28 or 29-year veteran of the granite and quartz countertop industry. I went to work in a stone shop at age 17 in 1993. Five years later, I started my own company, Crowley's Granite Concepts, and I ran that stone shop for 22 and a half years and successfully sold it last summer in August 2021. Along the way, I also started Fabricator's Friend and another company called No Lift Install System. But what I'm probably most excited about is the Fab Lab podcast and the coaching that I get to do for a select number of highly motivated stone shop owners, perhaps somebody like you. And I help stone shop owners get more work done inside their business and get more life outside of the business. And I got to tell you, that work, that excites me. And I am so glad that you tuned in for another episode of the Fab Lab podcast because I'm going to talk about a highly controversial topic today. Now, in my opinion, it shouldn't be that controversial, but apparently it is. And I was reminded of this article that I had written back in 2016 for the Slippery Rock Gazette. It was called Shrink and Grow Rich. And at the time, I thought it was an extremely thoughtful, extremely valuable, extremely relevant and helpful perspective that I put out into the industry through that trade publication. And what I was shocked to find was that some people don't agree with that. In fact, Right after that article published in 2016, I got an absolutely scathing email from the original founder of Grand Courts. He had sold it and private equity owned it then and owns it now, but he was still somewhat apparently involved in the industry. He was reading The Slippery Rock, and he wrote an email that absolutely ripped me up one side and down the other trashing the idea that an owner who chooses to shrink the size of their business could ever be a good idea. Then he followed that up with an article to the Slippery Rock debunking my previous article and, and again, tearing down the idea that, that ever shrinking a business was a good idea. Now, I have linked that article in the show notes here in the podcast if you want to go read it. It really is a great baseline understanding of where I was at, what I was thinking about, and how how I approached that. What is that, six years ago now? And I want to share that with you today because there are some similar dynamics. Actually, the dynamics may be more relevant today than they were even in 2016 because a lot of owners buy into this idea that if, and it's a cultural, it's it's a business sort of cultural mindset that if you're, maybe you've heard this quote, if you're not growing, you're dying. And that if, if, if you ever stop growing the business, you have somehow failed to succeed, that success is measured by the growth of the business. And growth in and of itself is a reflection of health. It's not to say that there's anything you know, wrong with growth or that I take that you know, perspective that you shouldn't be growing your business. But what I have observed over the years, and in particular as I have begun to interact more and more with stone shop owners, is that there is a belief... Well, there's two dynamics, actually, and one dynamic and maybe a belief that follows. One of the dynamics is very oftentimes in periods like we're in right now, where there is just a lot of demand, it's easy to let the business, in terms of the sales volume and the commitments and the schedule and the production and the headcount, can grow faster than the owner's ability to manage it effectively. And the consequence of that is that the business takes over and runs the owner ragged. The owner finds himself in a position where it just, it has, in a sense, spun out of control. Events are beyond their control. And the business just is like a, a cruel slave master. And the owner is at the mercy of 
the size of the business and their management ability has not caught up to the sales volume. And one of the, so that's the, 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 dynamic, the, the dynamic, one of the common beliefs that I also hear is that the solution to getting through that is to grow the business to the next level. And if I could just grow to the next level, I could afford the staff and hire the staff that would bring me some relief. And that is true. That is a path out of that grueling pace that that situation puts on an owner. But I would like to suggest, and I guess this is controversial, that there is another way. There is another path towards success in the business and a life outside the business, and that is to shrink the business. Now, there are two different ways of looking at that, and we're going to talk about that today. You see, one of the risks of growing, and and again, that is an alternative, that is a option that is a path towards getting out of that grueling pace. But one of the realities of growth is that growth equals complexity. And as a business grows, it becomes more and more complex. And the dynamics for managing that at the same level of success in terms of your ability to profitably keep the promise made to the customer, it just gets, in a sense, it gets harder. And it isn't necessarily any harder. It's just that the way you manage has to change. If you don't change the way you manage, it gets really, really hard. If you change the way you manage, then you can expand and scale and actually grow indefinitely. So I want to suggest this controversial topic, that there are two different ways to consider shrinking and ultimately growing rich. Now, this is a play on the old famous book, Think and Grow Rich, and I thought this was kind of clever. (laughs) But I also think the content, I think the topic, I think the path is actually extremely relevant. So number one, what might you shrink in your business or your approach to business that would reduce the level of stress, reduce the, the pace, if you will, and probably, I'm not even going to say possibly, I'm going to argue that would probably increase your profits. Now, how is that possible? How can you shrink your headcount and increase your profits? Well, I'm telling you. If you have grown your business beyond your ability to manage it effectively and it's running you ragged, I can almost guarantee you are making less money than you could be if you shrunk the business back into a manageable stage where things are getting done right and getting done on time. It's just it, it's a fact. I'm not going to get into that extensively, but I want to suggest a couple of things. You can shrink your sales volume, which would then allow you to shrink your headcount. And by shrinking your headcount, it allows you to shrink your headaches. <laughs> it brings the business back into a calmer stage, a calmer size, where your current management abilities, your current management experience, your current management capacity is more in line with the size of the business and the commitments that are being made to the customer. One of the other advantages of this is when you constrain, you've heard supply and demand, this works in both ways. When there is limited capacity, i.e. supply, the price goes up. We are experiencing that in the marketplace right now. That is inflation. But this works in both in, in both directions. So when you shrink your supply, fewer customers are going to be competing for your capacity, the number of jobs that you can install. And it inevitably allows you to raise your prices. So you can do a couple of things. When you shrink your sales volume, your sales goals, you shrink your capacity, which limits the supply, which allows you to raise your prices. And when you're able to get 
both benefits. When you shrink your headcount, which is your costs and your expenses, you're also going to shrink the number of mistakes that your business is making because the pace is slowing down. It's becoming more manageable, more predictable, and you can raise your prices at the same time. It has this doubling effect. And the bonus is, is you get some of your life back. <laughs> you get to have the best of all worlds. Higher profits, less stress at work, and more life outside of work. Now, I want to mention a word from our sponsor here as before I get into the next aspect of shrinking your business that allows you to grow rich, quote-unquote. No Lift Install System is the exclusive sponsor of the Fab Lab podcast. And if you want to shrink the wear and tear on your installers, might I suggest visiting noliftsystem.com, talking to one of the No Lift System pros about how the No Lift System might enable your installers to do less lifting, less straining, less carrying, and more installing. Better yet, you're also going to shrink the number of countertops that your installers break on site, and you're going to shrink the number of times you've got to send shop labor out into the field to help your installers put those super brutal, super awkward countertops in that you know you just know that two guys shouldn't be lifting them, and so you're sending shop guys. You can shrink the number of costs, the number of expenses in your install department by investing in a no-lift system. So check out noliftsystem.com today. Now to our second aspect of the business that we can shrink. And I, I actually, I just love, <laughs> I'm relishing in this uh, contrarian approach to the fact that this might really royally piss some people off. And rub them the wrong way. I hope that gets them thinking. And again, remember what I'm talking about here. I'm speaking to the owner who, because of the, the, the wonderful blessing of all of this work and the not so great blessing of the lack of labor, finds himself in a grueling situation where the pace is just unrelenting, stressful, more headaches, you know, more employees, but maybe not even enough employees, and wondering what what is the pathway out of this? Is the pathway to grow it even more, assuming you could find labor to increase your headcount? Or is the pathway to shrink the size of the business, shrink your headcount, shrink your sales, raise your prices? Well, I want to suggest a third alternative. Shrink the tasks in the business that you as the owner are required to perform to enable the business to keep its promises. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, very often, the reason that owners find themselves in that ragged, weary scenario is that not only have they grown the business beyond their ability to manage it effectively, they're actually still performing critical tasks in the business that if they don't do, the business stops. In a sense, the owner is, is, a, is, a, is an owner, a manager, and an employee. They have the responsibility of ownership, meaning all of the risk, <laughs> all of the responsibility. They've got to manage it, which means they've got to be in that organizing role of, of directing and instructing and overseeing. And then they've also assumed or still retain operating level tasks that are like technical functions within the business. That If they don't do those, the business stops. They're essentially a bottleneck by doing those. And as the business grows, the tasks that they are performing can't slow down. So that, that, that adds to this ragged 
wearying pace. And so what I want to suggest here, you can shrink the number of operating level tasks that you are performing within the business. And so instead of shrinking the size of the business and instead of growing the business, you shrink the operating level tasks that the business requires you to perform in order to keep the promise it makes to the the customer and continue in its operation. And so you may be doing critical things like programming, You might be doing templating. You might be doing sales. You might be doing estimating. You may be doing invoicing. I mean, highly, you might be doing the installs. And it's not to suggest that that an owner shouldn't do those. I'm simply suggesting that this is a way to shrink your role that buys you time and peace of mind and margin within the business to lower the temperature, lower the pace, and give you opportunity to manage that business more effectively at its current size. So you can shrink without actually shrinking the business. You're just shrinking your role at the operating level. Fact is, is you've got staff. If you're in this situation that I'm describing, and I know many of you are because I talk to some of you, (laughs) and this is the situation that a lot of owners are in right now. It's not just the stone industry. It is across the board. High demand. Limited labor. Owner gets stuck in the middle making up the difference. Well, here's how you shrink your role. Fact is, is you've got to take stock of the fact that you have employees. The other fact is, is that if you're retaining too many of those operating levels, you know, tasks, you're probably not leveraging your staff to the fullest extent possible, meaning there is untapped capacity. There is, you actually probably have the necessary labor to do the work that you are committing to without you having to do it. It's just that this difficulty, this is where management growth takes place. This is where you move from where you're at to a next phase of your business development and your professional development as an owner and as a manager versus an operating level employee. When you learn to recognize the tasks that you can delegate, and it's not all at once, incrementally, one at a time, progressively, handing off as your skill as a delegator develops, handing off, transferring those operating level tasks to the staff that you're already employing. Don't hire new staff. Just find ways to delegate what you're doing to the staff you've already got. They will be more fulfilled having the opportunity to grow and expand their contribution to the business, and you will benefit by freeing up time. The you no longer become the bottleneck. You can only work so many hours, and it's probably a lot, until you can't, and you just wear out, and you run out of gas, and the number of hours that you can contribute, you may be contributing the hours, but your effectiveness just goes down because of the wearying pace where you never get a break, you never get to rest, the business can't stop, and so you can't stop. By transferring and delegating and handing off those critical tasks, you free yourself up to more effectively lead manage and organize the business and that is the next stage of business ownership of business management of leadership when you begin to learn the principles of effective delegation and you know if you listen to this podcast i talk about this all the time and folks here's why this practice this discipline this skill that i didn't think up i was taught and then I practiced it over 23 and a half years, is the only reason I was able to build a stone shop that ran to the degree to where I could go out and start other companies and start a podcast and start coaching people through this methodology. It works. 
It's amazing. It's incredible how powerful this skill set is when you begin to see the benefit, when you begin to shrink the number of operating level tasks that the business requires you to perform. It is a life changing transformational experience. And you get, you get so many benefits out of that. So what I'm suggesting to you is that you want to, you, if, if this describes you now, if you're management capacity is growing along with the size of the business and you are investing in your own personal development, listening to courses, watching courses, going to seminars. Maybe you've got a coach where you are expanding and growing your management capacity. Fantastic. This episode's probably not for you. (laughs) But if you were like me for so many years, and if you were like so many other stone shop owners who are being run ragged, by this dynamic in the marketplace right now where the demand for the product and the gap and the absence of enough labor has led to you being stuck in the middle making up the difference. And you're not making as much. You're working more. You're more stressed. You're more frustrated. And you're making less money. I guarantee that probably that probably describes more owners than you would believe. A couple of the ways out of that, just a recap here, would be to shrink your sales volume, shrink your capacity, shrink your head count. I mean, who, if you were to be completely honest, if given the opportunity to have fewer employees to manage, would choose to have more. Most business owners would choose to have fewer. Shrink your capacity, raise your prices, and get your business back under control. Now, culturally, that may not be popular or the in thing because if you're not growing, you're dying. I say screw that. You as the owner get to define what success is in your business. And if success is profitably and calmly keeping the promises you make to your customer, then shrink your business and grow rich. Or if success to you is growing as an owner and a manager, improving your skill sets, learning how to delegate more effectively, expanding your capacity to lead and organize and manage your business so that it can grow, so you become less and less of a bottleneck, less and less of a constraint because you're doing fewer and fewer and fewer of those operating level tasks and delegating those to your highly qualified, highly trusted staff in the business. Wow. That's a way to, I mean, truly, that is a way to shrink, quote unquote, and grow rich because once you learn that capacity, that discipline, there's nothing you can't do. You're not limited anymore by the number of hours that you can work. It's, it's, I just am so excited about it. <laughs> and I am so glad that you tuned in for this episode so that I could talk about this contrarian viewpoint, offer it to you, suggest to you that if you find yourself in that place, there is a way out. There's a couple of ways out. But oftentimes, the cultural expectation, the, the message in the industry, the message in the marketplace that growth is the way out of that, I'm telling you, that is the least best option. when you consider all the options at your disposal, fellow fabricator. And I am so glad that you took the time to listen to this. I would suggest checking out the show notes because I I linked that article. It's a short article, but it's powerful. And you get a baseline understanding of of what royally ticked off the original founder of Grand Courts that led to him writing me that scathing email and then writing an article completely trashing and dissing me in the next issue. And you can also check out AaronCrowley.com. Now, as I've mentioned, you know, I do coaching for stone shop owners for a select number of highly motivated stone shop owners who want to make this transition 
from doing operating level tasks, learning how to delegate that work. It's, it's using the method. It's using the process I wrote about in Less Chaos, More Cash. You can go to my website, AaronCrowley.com, and you can download the first three chapters of my book for free. You can also buy the book there, but you can also check out what it's like to work with me. I'm offering, and I always offer, complimentary, no-strings-attached coaching sessions. 90 minutes of uninterrupted coaching time with me so you can not understand or be told what coaching is, but actually experience it. And so if that's of interest to you, if you are intrigued by the idea of making this transition of growing, expanding your ability to delegate so that you can shrink the number of operating level tasks that the business requires you to perform, head down to the show notes. You'll see the link there. You'll answer some questions about yourself and your business, and then I will reach out to you and we'll set up a time to spend 90 minutes, no strings attached, talking about what might be possible. So ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, I'm so glad you tuned into this episode. I want to produce a little teaser here, provide a little uh, insight into the next couple of episodes. This progression, I have, I've barely scratched the surface on a topic that I'm going to talk about in the next two episodes that I am extremely, extremely excited about in terms of its ability to connect with you, fellow owner, fellow stone shop owner, you, I guess a fellow stone shop owner, fellow fabricator and stone shop owner, fellow business owner, this the next two episodes are going to be really powerful, and I am, uh, I am really excited. So I hope you will tune in then. Until then, happy fabricating.